Welcome, welcome to the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the sea to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, great minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... We continue our conversation with Stephen Sipes, proprietor of Summerhill Pyramid Winery. And I'm not asking for the secret sauce here. What do you feel attributes to all of the awards that you get for your winemaking? Yes, it's a combination of things that we do. First of all, and most importantly, the grapes are grown organically and biodynamically. And they are. we actually process the wine in a certified organic cellar as well. What does that mean, uh, bio? So everything we, what does that mean, bio? Biodynamic is a, is a term you can use if you get a Demeter certification out of Germany, which is the highest way to get an organic certification, like it's the biggest test, and everything is done by Rudolf Steiner, who is the founder of Demeter and, and biodynamics, really. And he specifies when you can plant by the moon and when you harvest and uh, you put in um, m- making a, a tea from the, the, the rotten grapes from last year and, and, and everything is composted, compost tea. There's a lot of things that you need to do. And be one with your plants is really at the end of the day, it's, it's about nature and communication with man. It's a wonderful man and nature co-venture, I call it. Going through those two processes sounds very complex in themselves, let alone having to do two of those. And yet, you decided to add another element to try to raise wine to its highest form? Then we took it to another process as well, and we built a sacred geometry chamber to put the wines in for the marriage period from dosaging to going onto the shelf. So uh, when you make sparkling wine, as most people do know, uh, you make a base wine like any other wine, and then you put that base wine in a bottle that has, is thick and, and can handle the pressure, and you add yeast and sugar and re-ferment it in that bottle again, and it lays on the dead yeast cells, uh, the lees, for 18 months to 15 years. And each year, depending on what kind of grapes you have it made out of, uh, produces more of the subtle flavors and nuances that you get out of fine sparkling wine. And then you wake up the bottle uh, by riddling it and getting the dead yeast cells out of it, and then you dosage it with a little sweet reserve because the yeast has eaten all of the sugar. Uh, So it's bone dry. Most people can't handle it that way. And then the dosage period is what we call the marriage period. And in Europe... In Germany, in Spain, and, and France, uh, many places where they make sparkling wine, they put the bottles in a sacred geometry chamber, which in those areas is almost always a Roman arch cellar. Codenu in Spain has, I think, 30 miles of uh, Roman arch cellars to house their bottles after they've been dosaged. And we built a precision pyramid after the Great Pyramid in Egypt through uh, several trips that I was privileged to make with um, Egyptologist named John Anthony West. So we we did a precision pyramid and we put all our wines now into that pyramid, uh, which makes them, again, with a tiny winery, we're only 30,000 cases a year, and yet we win a huge amount of awards every year with our wine. People love the flavors of the organic wine and the pyramid adds a dimension to it as well. Well, listening to the details that you put into every single process of what you do, I can only imagine the painstaking details you went in to recreate the pyramid. We made it out of poured concrete 
which has fiberglass rebar because um, we didn't want to use any ferrous metals and right. reorient the building back to uh, magnetic north. It's oriented to true north, just as the Great Pyramid is. So we followed the Great Pyramid in every respect, and we did everything with fused stone because the whole pyramid there is a fused stone structure. Very rare and uh, magnificent in so many ways. It's unbelievable. I have a book out called All One Era on Amazon.com, and it uh, goes into all these details. So, um, and our website has a good, uh, a good uh, detail on the on the pyramid as well. Well, somebody answer that phone. It's time, boys and girls, for our listener voicemail. Hi, my name is Junie from Atlanta, and my question is. What kind of wine do you recommend for marinating red meat? If you'd like to stay consistent in your cooking skills, use the same wine that you're going to drink for dinner as the marinade. So if you're going to drink an expensive wine for dinner, keep that in mind that you're going to have to use it to marinate as well. Me, personally, I'd use two-buck chuck on chuck steak. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHizzard. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it, and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive, and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast, and let's get the conversation started. Try it out, and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com, to try it. 